Last week on Lore Seekers. Is that Layman Tuttle? Is that Layman Tuttle? That, that's Layman Tuttle. <laughs> We're not worthy! We're not worthy! When you carry a, uh, a chapter, for instance, like Greymore, uh, start to finish, at every phase of development, the writing team is doing something different. Dragon Breaks are basically the complete dissolution and breakdown of linear time. <laughs> like, oh. It's not, yeah, it's not a it's not a great time. Well, it's not any time. It's, it's, a, it's a mishmash of, you know, you could wake up your own grandmother and, like, it's, it's, it's bonkers. Oh, it's, that's gnarly. You don't want to live through a Dragon Break. the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops. Join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. We are family. Yeah. Man, dude, it's hot and muggy down here. It is hot. Ugh. It's getting hot in here. I feel like a D-dud. About to take my galoshes off. I am getting yeah, so well, hot. You definitely need galoshes down here, but and you also need a Nordic bather's towel. And that's about all you gotta wear, because it's freaking hot and sweaty down here. It's true. Well, you know, when in Merkmire land, you... Where less like them Merkmarians do? Well, look like, who right. it is. What can I get you? Uh, I'll have a... Um, you know what? What are you having? I, you I, take forever. I kind of want to piggyback. What are you having? Uh, I'm going to have a lizard rye, but you know what I think you would like? What would I like? A Merkmire malt. That sounds actually pretty good. Can I have that, please? Coming right yeah, up. Thank you. Um, that sounds pretty... Good. It sounds so stout. Sounds so stouty. Lottie. Mm-hmm. Arr. <laughs> Arr. So how you been, my man? I've been good. Talk to me. I've been good. Um, uh, Once again, I was at the uh, Target Dummy for a majority of the freaking week. Yeah? And uh, yeah, dove into uh, dove back into vet trials again this week and had a good time. Wasn't super successful on some of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> I did the deeps. <laughs> Other people died. And then oh. I can't like, look, if you don't do your job, I can't do mine. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. No, honestly, it's just, it's vet trials. That's, that's how it is. And funny part is, is that in the middle of vet trials, sometimes people will literally, you'll literally hear people that we play with. They'll go like, F you Finn. <laughs> oh, that was wrong button. Anyway. They'll say, like, F you, Finn. They're like, Cash, you need to send him a message. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, let me just you know, send a derogatory message real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, like, you know exactly what he'll say to everybody. He'll just laugh. He'll giggle. <laughs> and he'll just say, get good. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's good. And that's what that's I love right. about it. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're not going to complete vet trials every time. Yeah, we started up uh, started up trials pretty hard and heavy in uh, the Lore Seekers Guild again. Yeah, 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 um, yep, yep, yep. New leads. Yeah, really. So there was a lot of ESO playing. Yeah, but you know what? There was even more of Jibs. Mm. 
guild leader online. Holy balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have so, yeah, so we have a little announcement to make. Should we make it now? We might as well make it. Go ahead and throw it out there. You know what? You've been championing a lot of work in that guild master online this week, so I you should do the announcement. I like it when you call me a champion. It makes me feel worthy, like the like the things I'm doing are appreciated. <laughs> call you in a legend. That's what they call people at Apex. <laughs> Legends. So if you are uh, if you're part of the Lore Seekers Guild in any way, um, we have launched a PlayStation 4 European server guild. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week on the show. That is the uh-huh. thing now. Yeah. So that's fantastic. If you're if you're uh, in EU across the pond and you're looking to join pretty freaking cool place to play ESO, then you can always uh, go to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild and the information is there. But something else going on. Yep. <laughs> so our PCNA guild is almost full. Like we're very close to full and we have a 30 day, I don't know, Boot in the ass policy. Uh, thirty day inactive policy. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're, thirty day inactive yeah. policy. We're we're really trying to keep the guild just full of members who are active. So after thirty days, you know, if you don't let us know, then we boot you. It's not that we want to. It's that we need to make room for people who are going to be active in the game. So we got there. We got there kind of slowly because there were some people who stopped playing the game, and then eventually they cycle out of the guild. But anyway, we are literally like probably five people away from filling up. So it's going to happen pretty quickly. Yep. So boy on the show right now, we are officially going to announce that Jibs and I have changed our mind because we we were originally going to make a waiting list to get into our PCNA guild once we were full, uh, which would probably still work, but it's going to be a giant, pain in the butt for us to do that so anyway uh, we've decided something uh, to do something else we have launched a second guild on pcna and it's called the lore seeker acolytes yeah yeah so this is how it's going to work we think we hope if you are a new member coming in after the main guild is full you will be um taken over you'll be invited to the lore seeker acolytes in that guild, we have several amazing people from the main guild who have also joined over to act as mentors and help you out. And so it's not just a shell of a guild. I mean, there's going to be stuff going on where you're still going to get invited to everything that the main guild does. But you're just going to be in the Lore Seeker Acolytes Guild until space is available. And then once space is available, based on activity level, you'll be invited over to the main Lore Seekers Guild. There you go. And that is the long and the short of it. But that's taken taken a lot of time to get all that stuff kind of figured out. But it literally happened no. the other day when yeah. we saw we were almost full. And he called Jibs and said, we have to do something today. Yeah. Like today, <laughs> we need to figure it's, this out. So it, it was one of those things. It's like, it was an incredibly difficult problem to figure out the best solution because you know like cash said you know the originally at the state of the guild which i wish i remember what month that you know that we had had that but within that you know time frame you know we enacted the 30-day policy etc and 
you know, the thing we got to talking afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I, I would hate, especially now, you know, we've got a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people joining our community since um, Vegas, right, at the Graymore reveal. And so it's like one of those things where the last thing I would ever want or Cash would ever want is someone to join Lore Seekers and not be able to be a part, right? It's like, all right, you're in, but you're not. You know, right. we, we want you to be able to get in and start forging relationships, having a good time. And even though it's an overflow guild, you know, your activity is going to enable you to be a part of the new guild as spots open up. And so that, you know, you can still group up with Lord Seekers. You can still going to be a part of events. We're going to be working with communication there, making sure that happens. And it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Hey, I have something here. I feel like I need to pause what's happening. You know, I don't, that, that's all for announcements, right? Pause like hold or pause like no, just meow meow pause. No, just well, you know, you can do that too. I I just gotta hang something up real quick. I just just real quick. Oh crap, something's happening. Just just real quick, you know. I just I got something. I just it just I don't you know. Do it already. It just needs to hang up. I just gotta hang this up here. Oh my god. I just gotta hang this up. You know, I I, I literally I just, just got super uninterested. In I this just show. I just had to. I just had to hang this up. You know, hang on. I got to move the mic just so, you know, just, uh, you know, just just real quick. Jibs is hanging up a stupid red banner. I just, you know, I just had to put that up there. Um, you know, for those who are listening, I just hung up my Ebonheart Pack banner, baby. And guess what? It's not going anywhere. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's fine. We can chat light That's up. That's fine, dude. We can, we can take, I'll tell you what, we yeah. can take... All of the lore seekers who are Evan Hart packed and all of the lore seekers who are Aldmeri Dominion, and we can yeah. just go to zero. Would you like to do that? Because I'll tell you who will be Say packing. When. I'll tell you who will be doing the packing. Who will be doing the. <laughs> It'll be the yellow. <laughs> Say when. Say when. <laughs> Say when. I'm your Huckleberry. I'll be there. No, in a it's honestly, uh, it's 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 good. It's fine. I'm uh, I'm really proud of you that you've actually decided to stick with something. I'm I'm real, real proud of that. That's good. Um, Sounds condescending. It's totally condescending. I'm glad you picked <laughs> up on that. Um, I'm 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 really excited for you. I think that's great. So, <laughs> no, you don't. I really don't. Uh, but what I what I am excited about is yeah. the fact that. Um, we're expressing ourselves. I mean, this is a step forward, right? So we're expressing ourselves in the things that we like. And see, this is what we talked about earlier. I want you to open up. Open up. And he's doing really good, you guys. So let's give him a little golf clap. We didn't have that conversation. Let's give him a golf clap. That literally was And let's, if you would like to transition golf clap into a double flip off, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> oh, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. You know what I mean, Gene? <laughs> I've been looking for you. Yeah? Got something I'm supposed to deliver. All right. Your hands only. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, He's really a nice man. I don't he know is if you've nice. actually gotten to talk you know, to I him. Hope, He's yeah. just busy. I he hope, has a yeah. busy route. He doesn't have time to sit and talk to you. And you know what? He's all married Dominion. So, like, F you, bro. I just, you know, I just hope that he has a good retirement plan because he's he's kind of... He's kind of getting up there in age, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe that he has forgot the age. Diet. Has nothing to do with it. I don't know. I feel like when you're bald and for, close to mid forties, you know, you just start to really fall off. I feel like that's a slight on me, just a little bit. 
Oh, are you I'm close? Bald by are you choice. mid 40s and bald? I'm so sorry. I'm bald by choice and I'm I'm 40 I'm 40 wise. That's how oh, many years old I am. That's right. It's just a number, right? It's more you're experience. Such a, you're such a dick. <laughs> just just a flat. Oh, dick. good gracious. All right, my friends. Well, it's that time. We're just going to get started here. For everyone, we didn't even introduce the show. Everyone who's here, welcome. This is the Lord Seekers Podcast, where we talk Elder Scrolls Online. We are your hosts. I am Jibs. You heard Cash. And now is the time where we... What? What happened? What happened? I am Jibs, and you heard Cash. <laughs> We're not going to give another opportunity to talk before we start the show. God knows well we'll be played, here six sir. hours. All right, so anyway, welcome. Uh, this is the part of the show where we answer your fan mail. You can call us all the times, 365, 24 hours a day, straight to our voicemail at 765-382-6961, or you can always email us, Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll talk about it right here on the show. So here we go. Uh, first one up, Old Wizard 2000 says, Hey, guys, thanks for making an awesome show. I love listening to the podcast while at work. Question. The Shrine Knight Paladin Gelibor is, I'm a, I hope I said that right, is guardian, guarding in the events of uh, Elder Scrolls V, Dawnguard, is in the same section of the map as Greymoor. How would you feel if pure Snow Elves, not Falmer, made an appearance in the Dark Heart of Skyrim story? Yes, please. Thanks for reading Old Wizard 2000. Oh, was there a pop in there? Well, I threw it in. You know, it's it was a good filler. That's improv. You're yeah. actually you're very good at improv. It made sense. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, first of all, see, I love it when we get when we get mail or messages about people who listen to the show at work. I mean, is that allowed? Uh, what? What? Listen to the show while at work? I guess it is. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to tell them it's not. You, you folks, you listen to this. You know, we've had people Ow. tell us they listen while they're in the shower. I, <laughs> so, that, whoa. So whoa. I don't care where they listen. You do, whoa. you do you, man. I, I, I don't care either. I think it's you great that you. people are listening at work. And actually, we've had some stories from um, one of our OG members, one of our very favorite members, Caddy Jacks. Yeah. And she's she's talked about literally like bursting out laughing while at work in like a silent room where people are doing their thing. Like, what the hell are you laughing at? Oh, that's she's good. like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, man. No, but I I personally think that's great. I, I listen to all kinds of podcasts that, at work. So work production slows just a little bit when I get to really good parts. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we should answer this. This message about the snow elves because it piqued my interest. Yeah. Yeah. So now um, you kind of, we've already talked several times about what actually happened to the snow elves. The snow elves got into, got into a little, uh, little fight yep. with the Nords. Uh-huh. Right. They were kind of going at it for quite a while. Kind of got angry. And um, the Nords got real mad, went back to Atmora came back with the 500 companions and absolutely slaughtered a bunch of snow elves. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Nords after that night, I believe it was called the Night of Tears, um, the snow elves were driven underground. Well, who lives underground in Skyrim, Mr. Jibs? The Dwemer. The Dwemer. So anyway, uh, just a real quick story. Snow elves go underground looking for sanctuary 
away from the Nordic invasion. They're getting slaughtered. Uh-huh. And the Dwemer said, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Sure. Come on down. You can join our community. But you got to eat this these mushrooms first. Yeah. And the snow elves were so freaked out that they said, okay, fine. We'll eat the mushrooms. Well, that's a trap. That's <laughs> so, a trap. Anyway, over time, uh, it it blinded the snow elves that had gone underground for that sanctuary, right? And then over even more time, they evolved, devolved into the Falmer, which if you've played Skyrim, everybody knows what Falmer are. So, but this question from Old Wizard is not talking about the Falmer. He's talking about pure snow elves. So when you do a little bit of digging on this subject, he's actually very, very right. Like this could... It would not be too far of a stretch in Elder Scrolls lore, especially during our time period, to be able to see snow elves again because pure, not all pure snow elves ended up underground. I have a little excerpt here from UESP that I want to read. It reads, quote, Not all snow elves suffered the fate of the Falmer. It appears that elves, such as Night Paladin Gelibor, and other various religious followers were able to evade death at the Nord's hands or the enslavement by the dwarves. Dwemer. These last snow elves live in seclusion and appear to have remained as keepers or guardians to their shrines. It's in the lore, my friends. They are they were not wiped out. They did not pull a Dwemer and just freaking gone. They didn't do that. Some of them were smarter than the ones who turned in, ended up turning into Falmer. So there is a very high probability that this could be written into the lore without it being too far-fetched. And I, I love the idea. And if they introduced a snow elf somehow, or snow elves somehow into some of the side quests or even the main story of what we're going to get in our year-long story with Greymoor, I would flip my literal crap. Okay, two parts to that. One, it was teased. I'm not going to say confirmed, but it was teased that snow elves may or may not be seen in this chapter. Okay, so take that. And that's from official sources, live stream, Graymore. All right, boom. Number two. Boom. Here's my thing. You talk about bringing in snow elves. And I... And maybe this, uh, so old wizard. To answer your question, do I think they will? Yes, I think that there is a solid chance you will see salt. You will see snow elves, even if it's a small portion, in Greymore. That being said, uh, I'm trying to stop saying that. We know we have. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> so well done. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it's hard not to say something and go into something else. That yeah. So yeah. Um. Here's the thing. If they Spit were to start bringing... I'm thinking how I want to word it. Darn it. Okay. So if they were to start slowly bringing in snow elves, slowly but surely, and you started seeing more and more... Just, we're kind of getting a little theoretical here. You started seeing more and more. And then they started showing up more and more you know, in the towns of Greymore, kind of like the dragons did in the capital cities. You know, just one day, this boom. It just They just started showing up. Wouldn't it be interesting if that's how they introduced a brand new playable race where where it would make sense that you're starting to see the race again? 
And then as the race shows up, you could then play them. Damn. Yeah, and that'll be the rework of the of the frost staff. And they'll have like a they'll have like racial passives that help them with their frost damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Chat wants to know if I'm okay. I'm trying to, to start a sentence without saying that's that being said, and it broke my brain for about 20 seconds. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, John, repeat. But, you know, I just think that that could, that could be really cool, a really cool way to introduce something new. And, and, and you know, I get, like, when you're talking Elder Scrolls, right, there's a set races. It's been that way for us since the beginning of time, and I'm okay with that. I really am, because that, to me, is Elder Scrolls, right? I mean, it's you get to play X, Y, and Z, and that's it. But being an MMO, the introduction of new races happens. So if that were to happen, I think that that could be a really cool way to do it. Because honestly, wouldn't they want something humanoid anyway? Wouldn't they want something that they can easily fit to the armors that are already there? alleviate a whole lot of work so you know mm, i don't know i kind of want the gorilla race well you want the mgus <laughs> yeah i at least want to know what the f happened to them honestly because <laughs> they're they're out having coffee no so if, if you if you guys don't know if you didn't hear that show that we uh we talked about this a little bit but the um the imga imgakin right no imgakin is, is a little tiny the little tiny ones it's the imga the Imga are a very smart, ape-like race. It is full-on Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah. Okay? Yep. But they somehow disappeared in the timeline of ESO. And the way it's explained is that they didn't want to have anything to do. And they were like, I think they're in Valenwood. They're in parts of Valenwood. They didn't want to have anything to do with all the idiots that were, you know, all the different factions that were warring over the throne, the Ruby throne. They're like, I don't like this. And this is literally how they talk. Oh, I don't like this. I think these people are just poop. <laughs> we are leaving. And they poof, freaking disappeared. So that's going to be a really interesting thing. If that is ever brought in. And I think we joked about it last time that ESO will never bring it in because it's a new character render that they're going to have to build. <laughs> I just they're imagine like, nope. them not doing a, it. They're at an Imga's version of a Starbucks with their pinkies out, drinking their grande steamed latte made by the wings yes. of Aedra. It's it's very very interesting lore, and we yeah. covered them when we co- we did the lore lesson long time ago on um, the off races, the lesser known races of Tamriel. Oh, man, and that was it's, a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but it, it's a really neat one. I think that's kind of an interesting. Would be kind of cool to have an entire lore lesson on the imga maybe we should do that thing yeah maybe we should maybe what do you we mean should. we when you say we who exactly do you mean maybe <laughs> maybe that's me saying you should get to work and do that oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh goodness all right old wizard 2000 thanks so much you're awesome we appreciate it uh zero dude 47 asks hey fellas quick question I'd like to get your take on the changes to Battlegrounds where you can now only solo queue instead of as a group. Thanks. Okay. Uh, this is, I can confirm, this is not, I think what they're meaning is the PTS because this is not a current available thing at this time. 
on the PTS, and I'm kind of glad that this was asked because I remember when this happened, people were writing in, "Hey, are you gonna are you gonna talk about that, Jibs? Are you gonna talk about that?" And we just never did. But uh, so there's been changes to those who are in PTS uh, or who are playing PTS have known have seen. You can no longer queue as a group for Battlegrounds. Only solos. Correct. I... You know what? I'm going to let you go first. If if you'd like, and then I'll take it from there. Okay. I have a, a couple of things. Okay. First one is I believe that they are just testing things out. So they might... I mean, they're obviously probably gathering stats and working on some stuff in the background with sure. the battleground matchmaking system. Absolutely. And the reason being is my point number two, I think their goal is to bring more people into battlegrounds. Yep. Because if you take a typical PVE player, they typically don't like PVP, particularly battlegrounds. Also, particularly when they queue with some friends, because if you take four PVE players in PVE gear and they historically and they go into a battleground, they're typically matched with four other people, possibly, most likely, and another four other people who are PVPers, and that's all they do. So the PVEers stand zero chance of survival and they have a terrible experience. So that's what I think. I think they're doing some testing on some on some different things because they want to make PvP, particularly Battlegrounds, more attractive for PvE players. Okay. Do I know this for a fact? And nope. <laughs> that's my speculation. Is this what I'm leaning towards? Yep. <laughs> it's my speculation. Uh all right. So the when I think about this, here's in its current state, I'm not talking about where they're going to go or what they're going to do. If this remains the way it is, that's my premise for this, okay? Because I don't know what's going to happen. I will say this, though. When you enable solo queues for uh, Battlegrounds only, what you're essentially doing, yes, you are limiting group play, particularly when it comes to if you're wanting a group with your friends, right? So what you're doing, though, is you're essentially going all in on Cyrodiil. You are... Because that's the one place where you can group, right? Okay. So <laughs> when you're... When you're... When you're doing that, just be prepared that Cyrodiil may not be everybody's thing. That may not be everyone's shtick because it's a different kind of PvP. It really is. And... So... I'm kind of concerned for that. Kind of concerned for it. Um, that it's going to stay that way? Well, again, assuming that it stays that way, that's my premise. I'm talking about what it is right now. Like, not where it's going. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not... Honestly, what I would love to see is arenas added, to be honest with you, as a happy medium. So if you want to mm. do solo queues or BGs, all right. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. We've had this discussion. I know, I know, I know. But I, I think just, that would kill Cyrodiil. I think it would... Well, here's the deal. If this is the direction they're going, it makes me wonder, are they going to add something else that adds a different element of PvP? Because when you talk Battlegrounds, it has its own feel for it. When you talk Cyrodiil, it has its own feel. You and I experienced that on stream, you know? And it was... Remember that that push that we did 
that, that Daggerfall Covenant where the screens were taken and we were streaming it, and we had no less than 15 different pieces of artillery. We had people yep. join Lore Seekers because of that push. Like, that was an amazing feeling, It was right? really fun. Yeah. That was so much fun. And again, that is going to provide you with a certain feel for PvP. So, and they're really, they're drastically different. They really are, in my opinion. So, I'm kind of nervous about this change. I hope that something is that is offered that's a good in-between. Because these are drastically different PvP settings. Speaking of in-between, you know what I would really be interested in seeing? Like, I wonder if it's even a thought. But you know you have Zero, which is a large campaign. Very large campaign. And then you have Battlegrounds, which are more of like a... Um, I don't know, not really arena style, but more like more like an arena style where it's four v four v four. Uh huh. I think it would be really cool to have some kind of a middle ground. This is wall of crazy stuff, you guys. So I'm really sorry, but this is just the way my mind works. You're just gonna have to deal with it. I would love to see some kind of a middle ground, an additional PvP option, where maybe it was ten v ten v ten. Where you're fighting for, say, some kind of a waypoint that makes a difference in Cyrodiil. So you so queue for Imperial it. City? Well, yeah, but that doesn't really... I mean, you can take... Yeah, can you? Is that part of the... I guess it is part well, of it. Well, I mean, yeah, but the same token, though, like, you can you can say Imperial City, but the same token, though, there's no limits on grouping. So, it, you know, it's essentially bringing crap ton of people in there as well so right but like what i'm saying is like maybe a 10 v 10 v 10 that you queue for sure i got you and and you're you're fighting for something in there that gives your faction some kind of a boost or boon right you know when you get maybe you get to a certain amount of points or something like that um so whoever's doing better in that particular type of battleground that night um is going to give a boon for the people who are fighting in Cyrodiil or and, an advantage of some sort. It would just be really cool to have something intertwined that's different from what we have. But like I said, wall of crazy stuff. No, but honestly, I think you're onto something. There needs to be some kind of middle ground. If we're going to make this kind of shift, there needs to be some kind of middle ground because I'm seeing chat talk about Battlegrounds. And I will tell you right now, as someone who loves ba loved Battlegrounds, pre-50 PvP Battlegrounds and post-50 aren't even the same game. Not uh -uh. even in, in the same ballpark. <laughs> Not even well, you're, close. Well, and your the, character has a has a huge change. A huge, yeah, a huge a change. Huge change. As soon as you hit fifty, like you lose so many of your freaking leveling stats. That I mean, you you basically go naked. Yeah, you. I mean, it's it's not, not even literally. close. It's literally not even in the, the same game. You will go in. I will tell you right now. Pre fifty PvP. You want a sure thing? This has always been a sure thing. It it they they are just monster uh OP right now. Werewolves, Sorks, um, bow builds, and, and right now actually any stamina build. But you go into pre fifty and it's just kinda like the Wild West, right? Like nothing <laughs> and by the way, you're also gonna come across Sorks that run that alt where your light attacks, like you're shooting lightning from your fingertips all the time. Like that's that's a big thing. You don't see that. You don't see really a whole lot of that in post fifty, as far as werewolves, um, uh, the sorks running that alt. You do not see that. Yeah, there's a lot more experimental builds going on. Pre fifty. Yeah, 
Pre-50. But here's the, here's the thing, though. It doesn't really transition well. You know, when you go from pre-50 to post-50, because it's completely different, right? And so it's just one of those things where I would just be very careful when you choose to do something like this with solo cues, because it those are, again, to go off what you said, you know, something maybe 10v10v10. 10 10 10. Something maybe 8v8v8. There needs to be a happy medium somewhere in there where you can group with people who necessarily aren't into Ciro. Because my honest concern is people who aren't fans of Ciro so much, they're forced to play it. It's just like, well, that may not be their thing. So. But if it's I'm, not your thing, then don't play it. Like, that's, right, that's but, my whole thing. Right. But that'd be like you as a raider. That's like telling a PVEer who loves to do trials. But is just, you know, for whatever reason, let's say trials was, you know, they were experimenting with changes and the change wasn't good. Well, then you're conflicted, right? Because then you're like, I want to do trials, but I'm, you, things are being experimented with and I'm not sure if I'm, you know, comfortable with where it's heading. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? And so yeah. that's where, that's where I'm coming from. And I'm not, you know, being nitpicky. I'm just saying if it stays this way, and this is my whole devil's advocate argument, I'm just saying, just maybe find a good middle ground. You're going to need a good middle ground. Here's the, here's the devil's advocate, though, on my own damn idea. I yeah. think if you did something like that, it would take a, a good chunk of the population out of zero. You know, I don't... And again, well, uh, no, well... Yeah. See, that's where I wish I had stats. That's where I wish I knew, statistically, how what's the average group size in zero. Based off time of day, you know, yeah, based, what, yeah, time of day is huge. Time of day, you know, I know where, that one now. There's yeah. like late at night, especially West Coast time. Yeah, there ain't nobody like if you want points, you're freaking, you're fixing keeps and stuff by yourself, yeah. sneaking yeah. around. Yeah, but during prime time, and even like in the afternoons, a lot of people get on. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. Interesting, like interesting PvP. thought. Interesting conversation. I love PvP. Cash likes PvP. I like PvE as well. So there is that. Are you ready for the news? Okay. This year-long adventure into the dark heart of Skyrim starts with Harrowstorm, which focuses on two dungeons: Ice Reach and Unhallowed Grave. Discovering the mysteries in these two dungeons are a gateway to the larger Dark Heart of Skyrim. Ice reaches this island in the middle of the Sea of Ghosts, and there's this mysterious storm swirling about. So an expedition was sent there to figure out what's going on, and they haven't returned. Once the player arrives on the island in search of the missing expeditionary force, they come across Lyr's Titanborn, and they team up with her in order to discover what the witches are doing on the island and put a stop to this mysterious storm. As you travel across the island, you're going to come across multiple witches, each with their own type of magic. Some are going to use fire. Some are going to use electricity. And they also have other minions and creatures that they're going to bring to fights. Unhallowed Grave is this mass burial of bones that has been underground and sealed away for thousands of years by the Pyre Watch. And it's been so long that what exactly is down here is actually unknown to them. 
and they appointed people to watch over it. They had one job to do, and they couldn't do that right because somebody broke in. Not only is the player going to have to deal with the Nordic mercenaries, but the defenders that the ancient Pyre Watch left here to guard the tomb. And you are discovering what was left down here and what the Nordic mercenaries are looking for. Oh, goodness. Okay. So that new developer interview dropped. What was it, yesterday or today? I forget which. But either way, looks freaking fantastic. Yeah. It looks awesome. And he said a whole bunch of things. Like Finn said uh, one thing that really caught me again. And every time I hear it, I get excited about it because it's the beginning of the year. Year-long adventure. Oh, which yeah. means that these two dungeons are going to allude to everything else that we do in ESO for the year. Yeah. Something is going on in Skyrim that these two dungeons are going to allude to and the larger picture is going to be revealed in the spring when... Uh... <sighs> yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting giddy. You know, you know, I'll be honest with you. We were talking... I was on... Um... Kyle's Kyle Dempster Studios, the Tenants podcast, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did a good job on that, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, great, great group. It was it was fun to come out. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate them inviting me. And um, we were talking, and we got around to talking about quarter four, ESO, and it was something that we never really discussed here. Maybe I forgot to bring it back to Lore Seekers till just now, but I really think. And at the end of the year, there has been, I have seen it from players where they feel like that's where the game struggles is at the end of the year. That last content drop from there until release of the next piece of content. Right. And so somewhere around the idea, just got, you know, just, just shooting the crap, just talking. And we started discussing and they want to know what I thought. And so I'm going to tell you what I think from what we talked about then. I think they're going to come out swinging with a big announcement in Q4. Something big to be added to the game. Whether it's Q4, we're going to Winterhold. They open up Winterhold and we learn spellcasting with new, with new skill lines. Maybe new weapon animation, new something. I just... I feel like they're going to come out swinging this time around with Greymore. Your thoughts? My thoughts are going to start with um, a giant virtual man hug for Zynode because he's got perfect timing. He oh, always comes in and raids perfect up, timing. Good to see you. Good Thanks, to see buddy. you, man. We really Much appreciate love. you. Thanks, everybody, for hanging. Welcome to Lore Seekers Podcast. Um. I I do I remember I don't know if it was us that talked about this was it I wonder if I talked about it when I did Kyle's podcast maybe that's where I heard it first I don't remember yeah because because I know it is a concern of his especially with Dragonhold now don't get me wrong because I really did like Dragonhold I thought it was is very good I thought it was very well done super witty I love the characters but 
after the main release of Elsewhere North and South, were people really like, well, I guess this is the end of the year. This is the last thing. I had a good time with it, to be honest. Like, I was okay. I felt that last year. Not for Elsewhere. Elsewhere, I still felt like everything was pretty grand. You know what I mean? But, like, all the smaller little DLCs that were released the year previous when it wasn't a year-long story, those, to me, seemed a little bit less hypey than the year-long story. So I think they're on the right path with year-long story, for sure. I agree. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, bro. I will. I would be over the moon. Over. I would be over Master and Secunda if they decided to announce something big at the in Q4. Super stoked. Like I, I'll never say no to a big announcement from ESO ever. Right. But I don't know that they have the time to do that. I mean, they've. That's like now you're saying like two, three times a year they're announcing something huge. No, I, don't know I if just they have the time for that because, I'd like, really, right now, next year's content is already well in development right now. Oh, absolutely, it is. Yeah, hundred percent. So, 100%. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't balk at it at all. You know, every tweet I freaking love. So, but that's just me. But if they're yeah. looking to bring more people back to the game, then. You know, I said I say back because people will play the game, play through the DLC, and then they'll be done and they'll go back to you know freaking stupid Apex Legends or whatever else they're playing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, found what your off game is. <laughs> Dude, I've got quite a few off games. <laughs> I'm an ESO and Skyrim player, and that's how it's been for the last two plus years for me, and it's unfreaking precedented. Precedented. I've talked about this several times on the show. I have no shame. I can't play an off game. I have this the freaking awesome new Jedi game on two platforms because I was convinced it was going to be my off game. Haven't even fired it up on Xbox or on PC. <laughs> Not even once. Uh, so. and we, okay, to pick that apart, we do see that. We do see people come in, they play the expansion. We see that, and uh, it's funny because the show kind of mimics the game, right? Any kind of po- Anytime you do a podcast on a specific title when it comes to gaming, you're going to see that. You are you are acknowledging the fact when you start said show, you are tied to the rise and eventual, you know, God forbid for uh, Scrolls Online, you know, the closing of a game, right? You are tied to that. You are like unceremoniously married through, <laughs> through this adventure. Oh, no, so, there's a ceremony. We're definitely <laughs> married. Like, that's it's a thing. It's a thing now. So, and so... As far as, you know, expansions are concerned, you know, we see that too. We see it when people are coming and they're hyped about a game and when they're, you know, they're kind of stepping away for a little bit. We see that in our listenership. That being, ah, trying to not say that, man. So I'm trying Dude, to break Dude, you know it. what I need to do? What? I need to hire the town crier to kick yeah. you in your nuts every time you say it. But that's my son. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no, seriously, I wouldn't expect them to add something huge in Q4 because you're absolutely right. They are 100% working on the next chapter right now. Guarantee it. Um, But I would not put it past them to put something in the game. I'm not talking a massive system, a massive, you know, 
just something that just resonates with players. That's what I look for in Q4. You're not going to find out what happened to the drummer. Stop it. We already I wasn't we asked even the other that. day. I wasn't even saying yeah, that. That's always what you're saying. Well, who lies to me? Sweet Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. You try, you're trying to lie to me. I am not. All right. You notice how my eye twitches when I lie? It may or may not be a nervous tick. All right, so anyway, so that's my thoughts. Anyway, Harrowstorm developer preview. These dungeons look awesome. I think when I consider how they're shaping up to Somerset and to elsewhere, the whole gothic tones with these dungeons, to me, resonate on levels that previous dungeons have not. So therefore, in my opinion, these are shaping up to be amazing dungeons for players to enjoy. They are. And... Uh, so Ice Reach is in the Sea of Ghosts, which is going to be incredible to see that. I mean, even if it's just out on the periphery, you know what I think back to you, like right now, I think about the last year's content, like Moongrave Fane is one of my favorite places to go when you, 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 you're out just doing your thing, running around, hunting down this dragon, and you look off into the abyss basically and it just the sights of what you're seeing is amazing now i'm picturing that with ice reach in particular looking off into the distance and seeing a torrent sea of ghosts yeah that would just be gnarly (laughs) it's and you're teaming up with lyris for one she's freaking amazing so that's going to be great to get to actually fight alongside her um there's witches in there. So that screams Skyrim. Screams the Reach. I love that. Um, and then if, if, as you were watching, there's that giant freaking, the giant giant. You see that mm-hmm. thing that you get to fight? Yeah. Are there yeah. any giants in any other uh, DLC or, or any other dungeons that you remember actually getting to fight besides in like East March? Um, oh, maybe no. one. Well, there's the only one's the Blessed Crucible at the mm-hmm. beginning, but is that Blessed Crucible? Or is that Volenfell? No, it's Blessed Crucible. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so there is a giant. All right. Well, I'm still excited about this new one. It's probably his. It's probably the brother from Blessed Crucible, and he's really pissed because you killed his bro. <laughs> is that? Is, could that be a thing? we're gonna go like full lord of the rings now or the shadows of war where they remember when you killed their friend yeah that's a great game i I never played that oh that's a fantastic game you played it for 10 minutes and played something else i don't even want to hear your opinion you don't what makes you think you know me that's the funniest part about you is you think you know me (laughs) you literally don't know jack No. no we haven't podcasted together for years know each other's families in and outs watch your youngling grow up no, I don't know you at all. Anyway, on Hallowed Grave, friends, <laughs> you get to investigate a mass grave. There's ancient Nords in there that are guarding the or that are guarding the tomb. And there's an expeditionary force that's looking for something. Yeah. So battle among the bones of Unhallowed Grave. This coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. And just like Cash said, we are talking Unhallowed Grave and all the dirty deets that come along with it. So if you miss this. BT dubs, Harrowstorm's releasing. Oh my gosh, next week. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, it's, so. it's coming next week. Holy yeah, and, crap! And you know what's funny is like, um, I think I talked about it last week too. There's still there's gonna be people that flip their crap. 
absolutely <laughs> flipped their crap. Like, what the hell's going on? It's re-downloading the whole game and taking forever. Uh, we've only been talking about it for three months. Yeah, back in my day, we had five megabytes a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're on a dial-up, then I'm real, real sorry about that. Because it's going to be a while for you. I tell you what, there was a time when, back when I lived with my parents, I remember we had three megabytes a second. That sounds so down- terrible. So downloads like this were just, just it took days, days, easy. <laughs> to it took days. It, it took, took days for my game. It took, <laughs> it took days for you to, uh, for you to download, um, what's the one with dysentery? With dysentery? This is a very poor execution <laughs> on my part of this joke. Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail, that's the one. You have died of dysentery. Sorry, it took four days to download a five megabyte game. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Oh, it. I feel like everyone died of dysentery in that game. I'm just gonna throw it out there. If you didn't, you were you died from Indians. Yeah, if you Happen. didn't, you were ahead of your time, friends. You were <laughs> you were using Game Shark back you then. Were if you did die time. from dysentery. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Hero Storm's releasing next week, which is awesome. <laughs> Excuse me for PC and Mac, March 10th for Xbox One and PS4. This new DLC includes access to both Unhallowed Grave and Ice Reach, two new dungeons that quote kick off the Dark Heart of Skyrim year-long <laughs> adventure. Um, all right, so let's give you a quick, a quick a synopsis of Unhallowed Grave. Quote: An age ago, the local legion buried the remnants of a great evil deep beneath Bankarai's sands. To guard over the tomb site, the garrison founded new a new organization called the Pirate Watch, end quote. ESO Dungeon Lead Mike Finnegan said, quote, over the centuries since their founding, the honor associated with being a member of the Pirate Watch had lessened, and fewer and fewer people took up the mantle, end quote. With each new generation of guardians, more of their original purpose became lost to time, but the tradition continued regardless. Now the Pyre Watch has all but one member, and as a result, raiders have invaded the tomb. The sole remaining member of the Pyre Watch, Solaria, needs your help to to explore goodness, the unhallowed grave, and clear out the vile. Is that Drogerkin? I don't know. I think you, uh, you need a reboot. I need a reboot. You just reboot your head. Why? What's wrong? So you could read good. <laughs> this is the center. What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> mm. All right. So, Finnegan continued. Quote, I need a whiskey is what I need. Can I get a whiskey? Please. Coming right up. All right. Thanks. Um, all right. The Draugrkin are a mercenary. <laughs> you look shocked. She like, showed up. Whoa. <laughs> she rolled a 20 on she sneak. She standing apparently. right behind me. She, you know, she does that from time to time. You just let her let she's, it happen. She's like, she likes my bald head. You just let it happen. <laughs> Don't fight it. Qu- quote the Draugrkin are is that the, is that right though? Draugrkin is that yeah? Okay, are a mercenary band, and while they work for coin, most of them are also necromancers. He continued to them, the unhallowed grave was a perfect target as an ancient burial ground is ideal for dead raising bone gnawing Nord lunatics. End quote. I yep. That so, makes yeah. a lot of sense because Draugrkin are descended of Draugr, which are necromanced Nords in tombs. 
Makes a lot of sense. Which become the guardians of the Nordic tombs for their trip to Savangard. To Savangard, that's right. So while the Nord lunatics, quote, must be stopped, Unhallowed Grave holds many secrets for those willing to stray from the path. As you navigate this dilapidated tombs, halls, and canyon pathways, you can discover more to the site than you might expect. Here's the deal. Any, and you know what? This is con- kind of continued throughout this article. I feel like the more that you take time to go and investigate this dungeon, the more you may be rewarded with interesting things. Like, that's the vibe they're putting out. May hold secrets for those willing to stray. Yes. And this was... Um, this was a big thing for Finn, because uh, when we were talking uh, pre-show before the Greymore reveal, it, we had a, a short discussion about this, just about how there are new and interesting ways to do things, and there are a lot of things to be discovered for those who care to look. There you go. So it's not just dungeons. And I like particularly asked him, so is this kind of what we can expect out of dungeons going forward, like new and interesting ways to do things and um, more things to discover. And he smiled. <laughs> so he, he does that from time to time. He does. He's so cryptic. <laughs> yeah. So, which yeah, is great. I think, this, I think yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. And yeah. like, here's an example is that is the, the cube in, um you know, those big giant cubes that you have to smack around cube of Rubik. No, in, um, yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I forget the dun- name of the dungeon. It's that one. I've only ran it a freaking million times. I'm going to pop yeah. up and chat here any second. Wait for delay. Wait for delay. It's almost there. We're almost there. It's not Layer of Marsalock. No, that's not right. What's the other one? The one with the stones. People listening right now are freaking out. I think it's one where you get it's, hollow fangs. Uh, 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 I, I don't know. Just, just keep moving. I don't know. Look it. <laughs> they don't even want to answer. They're like, let's let these knuckleheads figure it out on their own. <laughs> I don't you know remember. the one we're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. Moongrave. Moongrave Fang. Fang. Thank you. Thank you, chat. See? Thank you. That that See? that deserves a shout out for Liskurja Moon. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. Yep, yep. God, we're dumb. <laughs> we are so dumb. We will forget more dungeon names than we'll ever remember. Well, we've only run that thing like a million times. One million times. Yep. So, needless to say, there's going to be all kinds of wonderful things we're going to have to... Wonderful. <laughs> crazy things we're going to have to deal with in these dungeons. You've got guardians and invaders. So, bringing dread necromancy and monsters to their defense, the Draugrkin are not easy to rout. And given that they're in a giant underground tomb, they can work with plenty of material, including skeletal remains of werewolves. Yeah. So, in addition to fighting hordes of soldiers, beasts, and necromancers, Unhallowed Grave brings a host of new challenges, new bosses, excuse me, for you and your team to overcome. This includes ancient stone guardians... Mercenary leaders and powerful liches. I love that man. Liches. Yeah. Did you I say like liches? I think the last 
dungeon I came in contact with a lich would have been Imperial. Uh, no, sewers. Yeah, sewers was it one or two? I forget. But uh, anyway, Are they I liches? like when we see liches. I like yeah, I like when we see liches. And there's that one boss I believe is a lich. Yep. Well, just so you know, liches get stitches. Stitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. That's how we roll here in SoCal. Yeah. Well, here in Indiana, we just don't do that. Actually. Spit for fun? <laughs> we spit for... Oh, I hope one day someone just walks up to you, doesn't even say a word, punches you in the face, and says, that's for jibs in Indiana. <laughs> I really... I don't want that to happen. That, that's... <laughs> you're, I would laugh so You're much. a bad person <laughs> for saying that. You and your sassy steak that's fallen off the face of the earth. We have some lore to talk about. We, we we do have some. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. So here's the deal. When you're doing this dungeon, you're going to have a... <laughs> Chat's funny. So when you're doing this dungeon, you're going to have some help. And shout out to Jason, or Jay, um, Jess's wonderful husband that we had on the show many, many months ago. Not months. Many, many days. Uh, you're going to be able to use the grappling hook. That's back. Anytime I see the grappling hook, I think of Jay, because he's the one who really, really wanted that in the game. I like it. I like it. I am what a grappling hook fan. Are you, sc- are you fan. scratching something? What are you doing? I'm petting my to the left. I'm uh, trying right. to appease my Khajiit, otherwise they're going to start meowing. And then let this nice, expensive Michael pick it all up. Oh, fantastic. Then you're upset. Then you have to I edit not. more. I d- <laughs> Actually, come no here. No fun fact. We Please, really don't come here, edit. my kitties. We, we really don't edit much. Everything you get here is in the raw. Like oh, a- God's what she's... Mike Finnegan continued. <laughs> Woo! That made me giggle. Quote, one of the goals for Unhallowed Grave was to reward... What the heck, man? <laughs> what? You! Sorry, I blacked out for a second. What happened? <sighs> Unhallowed Grave was to reward players who like to explore and feel like Delphers in the dark. The grappling hooks allowed us to provide an interesting traversal method in the dungeon and kick it up a notch in boss fights. As a result, it's fully integrated within the dungeon and how you travel, battle its bosses, and even discover its secrets. Please continue for me. I don't even know where you're at. <laughs> we're, we're talking loot, man. Oh, I like loot. Oh, okay. Did you already talk new sets? No, we're, we're t- take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> the new loots you can get are uh, collectibles, furnishings, four new gear sets, three regular sets, and then one monster set, which I cannot freaking wait for all the stratics to start coming out on these and for all of our very favorite content creators, like Zynode. To start uh, testing all this stuff out. Super stoked on it. And between him and all cast. And... <laughs> I love that part of this. Sound like an Argonian. Anyway. Um, the, uh, the new sets include the Grave Guardian Heavy Set. Which boosts you and your group's resistances when you block. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously that's going to be a tank set. In addition to the new sets, you should complete Unhallowed Grave on veteran difficulty 
So you can get blood rune body markings, allowing you to make your character look like one of the Draugrkin mercenaries. That'll be cool to see. So that's your that's your skin. That's your skins. Did you read that set? Did you oh, you want me to set? actually read the set? Yeah, man. Give him the dirty deets. Oh, that's a pretty set. Uh-huh. That's a very uh -huh. pretty set. Okay, so the Grave Guardian, which is a heavy armor set, you get uh, max stamina and max health. And then with the five-piece bonus, you summon a stone aura while blocking, hardening you and your nearby group members, increasing your physical and spell resistance by 4430. And I didn't even make a comment about that five-piece bonus. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. There's a real part of me as far as tanks and PvP. If you if you are working with a hybrid... Well, see, now this may all change now. See, normally I would say this may be fun to bring into like a battleground oh, and yeah. have some kind of hybrid group, but now I don't know where it's going to happen with that. We'll see. Stamina, health, health. Oh yeah, that's we'll going to be heavily tested in PvP for sure. Depending on what you pair it with and the group you're pairing with, so that's something you don't really see. Well, you're not going to see often now at all if if that's if that stays that way. Is uh, teams that would build off each other with their sets. Yeah, which the same exact thing happens in PvE. Yeah, so yep. anyway, that looks a good. So yeah. hey, we're bringing back an old segment. Are are you uh, you're gonna you're gonna take this one? I need I need a breather. Yeah, no problem. I'll just finish the show. Are you gonna finish the show too? I guess. Why don't you just log into ESO and just leave me here to finish the show with the peoples? All right, be right back. So spooky in the dungeons. We actually do have a moment to bring back a new set or a an old segment of the show that we haven't done since actually November because there's been so much freaking news going on in ESO. We are bringing you back dungeon lore, my friends. We are on dungeon lore number thirteen, and tonight we're covering Ark's Carinium. I think it's the right time. Since the Merkmire event is rolling around, we're talking Argonians because this particular dungeon, which you've probably done a thousand times, or maybe you haven't, if you haven't, get in there, is located in Shadowfin. When you are loading in, the text reads, The Second Empire made some advances into the periphery of Black Marsh, but they didn't stay long. Ark's Carinium, once an Imperial fort, is now occupied by denizens of the deep in the swamp and even stranger things. So like I said, this is in Shadowfen. The exact location is the Venomous Fens. And when you get in there, if you haven't done it before, you're going to get a quest. The name of the quest is Force of Nature. Well, you are going to help three Nereid sisters reclaim an abandoned Imperial fort. So here's kind of what's going on with this story. This is for the people who aren't like blasting through there just to get your daily done. It's actually kind of a cool story. And this is the one with the la 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 <laughs> Lamias. When you're coming through the caves and they're they're going like this in the air and they're singing and wishing around. Yeah. Can I like you give me part. one more of those? Can you give me one more? Yeah, that right there. All right. I really like that part. I so. can tell. That's the La La I girls saw more passion in you than that. than I did this entire show. Like when you really look at the Lamia, like and actually those are the Nereids. But when you really look at them, they're really pretty. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. You missed that slight completely. I'm, I'm impressed. Carry on. 
Yeah, I'm kind of ignoring you right now because I, I got work to do. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So anyway, what's the story in here? Found in the western region of Shadowfen, Ark's Cranium is an aged fort previously constructed by the Imperials. That was abandoned, and the fort was left to fell in disrepair, and it is now occupied by very hostile Lamias. You are tasked with assisting a group of Nereids in retaking the fort and restoring balance to the land. Now, there are rumors in the region of a great source of corrupted power beneath the walls of the fort. You must investigate the source of power and, if successful, destroy it. Here's a little fun fact for you. I don't normally put fun facts in our dungeon lore, but this just seemed very appropriate. Fun fact. Lamias are a species of amphibious beast folk with a serpentine appearance. They have the upper torso of a woman and the tail of a snake. And, conversely, Nereids are elven-like female water creatures often found near sources of water, such as oceans, lakes, and rivers, and you will encounter both in Ark's Carinium. Now, you're also going to come up against several kinds of baddies types. You're going to get giant snakes and all Lamia types. There's curers, dominas, menacing, menacing curers, Ixnia's handmaidens, dead Lamia divas, I love that one, and dead Lamia medicas, which are the healers. You're also going to run into some mini, bo mini bosses. There's the Fanged Menace, which is a giant snake. Matron Ixnia, which is a Lamia matriarch. An ancient lurcher, which is an ancient lurcher. Uh, then the bosses. There is Ganekton, the Tempest. He's a large Wamasu. There's Slicklenia, the Songstress, one of the Lamia matriarchs and her pet. And then finally, your last boss is Celestrix, the Lamia Queen, or the leader of the Lamias. Here's another little interesting thing. Here's a lore book within Arx Carinium, and the name of it is First Seed Report. And this is written by Centurion Pontius. And the, the subject is an Imperial officer's journal outlining the difficulties in the construction of Arx Carinium. So that is in there. Now you have some gear sets in there. Yeah, you do. Of course, that you can get. The first one is called Lamia's Song, and this is a light set. The first three-item bonus is going to give you uh, Max Magicka and Mag Recovery. The um, Actually, that's the first four. And the fifth item set bonus is when you use an ultimate ability, you heal you and your allies within 20 meters of you for 0 to 30 of health per point of the ultimate's cost. It's like, mm. man, mm. it's a good starter set. It's an yeah. okay starter. Absolutely. For healers. We're going to yeah, let Jibs hit sure. the uh, rest of the armor. For sure. Next, you got Undaunted Infiltrator. That's your medium armor set. Two pieces adds up to 1096 Max Magicka. Three pieces, another 1096 Max Magicka. Four pieces, 833 weapon crit. Five pieces, when you use an ability that costs Magicka, your light attacks deal an additional... 9 to 774 damage, and heavy attacks dealing an additional 13 to over 1,100 damage for 10 seconds. Whew. That's actually That's... pretty decent when if you're a light attack weaver, which is pretty much everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely not an endgame set. 
that I've seen, at least used no. in game. Next, you got Medusa. That's the heavy set, two pieces, twelve hundred max health, three pieces, over a thousand max magicka, four pieces, up to one hundred twenty nine spell damage, and five at five pieces you gain minor force at all times, increasing your critical damage by ten percent. Now that's kind of interesting. You see, that's interesting because it's a heavy set, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's fine for. This actually brings up a really interesting point. This would be fine for a hybrid build. Now, if you're interested in something in kind of a fun watch, um, Hack the Minotaur, who I think is a really neat content creator for ESO. He's on YouTube. Go check out Hack the Minotaur's recent video on hybrid builds. It's very interesting, particularly if you are uh, a single player like say you've played all of the Elder Scrolls single player games or you you know you've played Skyrim and really enjoy the single player aspect of it go take a look at this video because it's specifically about the efficacy or lack of a less charming term um of hybrid builds and how they can work so this particular Medusa set I think is a really good one for some type of a hybrid build cuz you get health Magicka, spell damage, and crit damage increase by 10%. That's pretty cool. But I don't see this being used for um, a more specialized character like a, like an endgame or something. You know what I mean? Do you feel that hybrid builds like that that offer, you know, at least, you know, three different good components for, for the class, do you feel like those do would do better as just um like going through the zones oh yeah solo solo for sure it's i think hybrid builds are definitely made for solo play where you're going through the story and, and you're doing those types of things now can you use them in other settings yes but you're gonna be you're gonna be less effective than somebody who focuses on one of those uh skills for for instance, or one of those attributes. For instance, sure. When I when I say hybrid builds, I mean somebody who is using DPS skills and attributes, tanking skills and attributes, and healing skills and attributes. And you're literally taking your attribute points and splitting them amongst all three: health, magic, stamina. So you're nerfing yourself if all you want to do is do damage. But if you want to be able to do damage and heal yourself and be very tanky to do a lot of the um, single player content, then it's perfect for you. It's absolutely, it's, it's the perfect thing for you. Now it is definitely a different play style. So if you're somebody who like me, who normally plays, plays Magicka classes where I have this massive pool of Magicka to, to draw from, I am used to taking my Magicka skills and being tanky with them by putting on a shield and healing myself by using a healing skill. And then most of my skills and resources go into damage. Yep. Now, does that work? Yeah. At, you know, end game when you're min maxing as much as you can so that you are viable in a group setting and viable in like a trials group setting. And yeah, it works too, but you still like you're relying on a healer so you can do the max amount of damage. Hybrid builds don't necessarily have to do that but you're not going to be as effective as somebody who specializes in just one of those attributes 
at the end game. But there's plenty right. of players out there, bro. And I mean, you know, we have a bunch of them in our own community who they love the lore. They take their time. They play the game solo. If they have a question, they'll ask a question in, in Discord or in game chat. Totally yep. fine. That's the way you yep. like to play the game. That was my only my only point about hybrid builds. I didn't mean to kind of tangent off on it, but I do. Well, you, you do that. It's okay. Yeah. So next up, you got uh, Celestrix. That's the monster set. Uh, let's see if one piece over 1,000 max stam, two pieces. When you deal damage, you have a 10% chance to create an earthquake under the enemy that erupts after 1.5 seconds, dealing up to five over 5,000 physical damage to all enemies within four meters and stunning them for three seconds. This can occur every five and a half seconds. I have seen this set used in PvP. Yeah. I have seen this set used in PvE. This set... I mean, people people are still using that. Yeah, all day. I like it. There is no meta. Yeah, yep, no meta. That's right. Play what you want. Play what you love. For achievements, we've got Arcs Carinium Vanquisher. So when you defeat all the bosses, you're gonna get that. Arcs Carinium Conqueror. You're gonna do the whole thing on vet. Snake Skinner defeats Celestrix, the Lamia Lamia Queen, in vet Arcs Carinium after invoking the Scroll of Glorious Battle. So there's that. In other words, hard mode. Vet Lamia Slayer. Defeat 400 Lamias and Vet Arcs. Veteran... What are you drinking from? Did you bring that in the tavern? Yeah. It, it's like buying a drink from another restaurant and bringing it into another one. It's my half gallon of water. It's Make like buying a, a pizza at Papa John's and going to Domino's and eating it. I'm not even going to mute it. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> Vet Snake Slayer. <sighs> De- defeat 107. You're obnoxious in every sense of the word. You know? <laughs> no! my job 175 giant snakes and vet arcs carinium then you got arcs carinium survivor you defeat all the bosses without suffering a death in your group and then arcs carinium assassin that is the speed run so you got 20 minutes to finish the dungeon thank god you didn't go through all those names that would have totally effed you up timer starts when players engage the first group of nesting serpents fun fact everyone i'm looking for a new co-host of lore seekers if anyone's interested yeah Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I have a very particular set of skills. I will find you, and I will kill you. (laughs) It's true. You know where I live, so you really will. I sleep with one eye open. Hold my pillow tight. I'll be at your P.O. box when somebody sends you poop. And you'll you'll, you'll pull the poop out and go, Somebody sent me poop. He called the shit poop. (laughs) And then you'll close the door, and my face will be right there. I'll be like, hi, Jibs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had to go down. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> so i hear we're talking bards today we are talking bards i'm so excited i'm excited too i'm gonna stand back because you have this thing about trying to singe my nuts which yeah, kind of concerns me it. anyway i'm over yeah, you right. yeah, yeah i don't think you are i still love that sound it gives me the chills every time i hear it because it means it's time for law i always feel like someone is casting a spell and at the end of it they go oh <gasps> oh <gasps> Like they're exhaling. Huh. You don't get that? No. I'm the only one who gets that? Yeah. When you stare at it like that, me, you know, when you stare at me, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's so just you. All right. I'm going to show off this beautiful red banner while you <sighs> talk. While you do that. Friends, okay. throughout your travels in Tamriel, you will undoubtedly run into bards at every turn. Particularly when you dip into a tavern to wet your whistle after a long day of adventuring. 
So I want you to picture this. Sounds of the city and nearby marketplace fill your ears. Children are playing games of hide and seek and darting in and out of hiding places. They're giggling the whole time. In the ghetto. No, this is not an Elvis song, but I appreciate that. Thank you. You find the wooden door to a tavern. Open it up and enter with a creak. Sounds of the city drown out as you hear the clinking of mugs and hearty laughs. But nothing fills your soul quite as peacefully as the sound of a lute accompanied by an angelic voice telling tales of love, battle, victory, and defeat. The Bard, the Melodic Storytellers of Tamriel. Friends, if you joined us last week on Lore Seekers Podcast, we interviewed the lore master himself, Lehman Tuttle. One of the fan submissions that we covered during the show was from Mocha Jones 10. A little shout out here. Mocha's email requested a lore lesson on the various bard songs of Elder Scrolls. Now, during that conversation, the lore master mentioned that in Greymoor, we will have the opportunity to visit the Bard's College in Solitude, at which point I peed myself. Because I totally forgot about it. I'm like, oh my god, you're right. It's Bard's College is there. I hope you were wearing a Depends. Not quite at that point in my life yet, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're, out, you're, you're peaking 50 now. I don't know if you I'm knew, doing... but during my lore <laughs> lesson, you really need to just shut the F up. <laughs> this is my time. Just answer this question and I'll leave you alone. Go. Have you gotten anything in the mail for AARP yet? Oh my God. I'm not that old. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Continue. Man. I've had my fun. That is just, that's dirty bird mode. All right. So anyway, the Bard's College, friends. In this conversation uh, with Mocha Jones, it really sparked my interest in doing a lore lesson on Bards. Now, my original plan was to do an entire lore lesson on what all the songs mean. And then I found a million songs and went, ah, yeah, we're not going to do that. So I decided to do the Bards College as a whole and talk about the history of the Bards College. And then I'll take a few of the songs and we'll kind of rip them apart a little bit so you understand really what it's doing what they're talking about in the songs and some of your favorite songs. But right now is we got Graymore coming like really quickly. So there's no better time to cover bards and the college than right now. So where's the bards college? It's located in the very scenic city of solitude in Skyrim. It's located in a three story building near the blue palace and the bards college is the location where all, nearly all, bards in Skyrim learn their craft. Inside the college, bards, poets, public speakers, public speakers even, can be heard reciting text, playing their instruments, or sitting with an instructor as they learn their craft. Now, the Bards College was formed during the Second Era as part of the Guilds Act, this is imperial legislation that was passed by potentate Versidu Shai before he died, before the B team killed him, which officially <laughs> sanctioned guilds as a part of imperial growth and research. 
Now, many guilds were formed as a result of the Guilds Act, and I got a massive kick out of the list of guilds that were made because of this. Strap on your boots, because it's pretty funny. First and foremost, the Mages Guild. The next one is called the Vintners Guild, which is a bunch of winemakers. Oh. The next one is, Jibs, you'll like this one, the Tinkers Guild. Oh, That's a my thing. Heart. My heart. It's a thing. Uh, then there was the Cobbler's Guild, and I, I was like, ooh, Cobbler. I'm like, ah, a lot dessert. But it's a different kind of cobbler, friends. <laughs> Cobblers are shoemakers and shoe repair people. So there's that. Next is the Brewers Guild. Yes, that's a thing. The next is the Weavers Guild. Jibs, would you have any idea what the Weavers Guild would be? Cloth making. No, dude. They teach you how to light attack weave. So you get better DPS. What an idiot! (laughs) (laughs) No, he's right. The Weavers Guild, they, they make cloth. Then there's the Rat Catchers Guild, because <laughs> apparently there are a metric crap ton of rodents in the Elder I'll Scrolls. Own, I'll own that. I feel like someone in Indiana came up with that one. Oh, God. <laughs> is that is that the source? Is that the source of all disease on Earth? Indiana. Indi- we got Indiana. Rats. Hey, man. We have corn, all right? Speaking of corn... Then there's the Cook's Guild. There's the Astrologer's Guild. The Furrier's Guild. And yes, they make furs. There's the Healer's Guild. The Tailor's Guild. The Barrister's Guild, which I actually thought it was like the Starbucks of Tamriel, but I was wrong. A barrister in medieval times is a lawyer. So these are the lawyers of Tamriel. Wow. Totally should have known that, but I'm not that smart, so there's that. Then there's the Scribes Guild, the Architects Guild, and then the Sephim, which for all you super lore hounds out there, would later become known as the Fighters Guild. Oh, yeah. But of course, another very prominent guild to be formed as a result of this guild act was the Minstrels Guild, an organization dedicated to the art of music and entertainment across all of Tamriel. From the Minstrels Guild, the Bard's College was born, catering to some of the most gifted entertainers in all the land. At the Bard's College, singers, songwriters, poets, public speakers, and other talents perfect their craft under officially sanctioned instruction for the first time in Tamriel. Here's a little fun fact. The Bard's College played a host to a controversial festival. This is the longest fun fact I've ever done, by the way. This was a freaking wormhole. You know how I talk about wormholes? Yeah. This was a wormhole. So All right. just bear with me. The Bard's College played host to a very controversial festival called the Burning of King Olaf, or also known as the Fire Festival. Now, this festival included the burning of an effigy meant to represent King Olaf One-Eye, who was sentenced to be burned for betraying solitude. Here's a little history on King Olaf. He was the Jarl of Whiterun who rose to power as the High King of Skyrim in the First Era after he drew a dragon by the name of Numenex into the city of Whiterun and imprisoned him in the Cloud District within. 
So he lured this big dragon and then imprisoned him within the Cloud District. So Numenix was trapped there, and he stayed there, imprisoned, until his death. So it was told that King Olaf was able to best Numenix and was able to draw him into the city because he used the Thum, which is the power of the voice. So there were many witnesses that told of this act and how King Olaf was able to succeed, but these witnesses, all these people that told this story, strangely became very wealthy after Olaf was crowned king. So the fact that these people became wealthy immediately made a lot of people very weary that they were paid off to say all these things about the story. There's a lot of mixed opinions from Olaf's peers, and a lot of people started to label him a traitor. So this festival would be created later by the Bard's College and held annually to mock the king who was burned at the stake for treachery. Now, the festival would later be banned by Queen Elisif the Fair because she considered it to be in bad taste. So in Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Olaf the One-Eye can be encountered in the Hall of Valor at Sovngarde, where his body was laid to rest upon his death, of course, later becoming a Draugr. Now, some of the more popular tunes to be composed and sung across Tamriel... In the second era, we're segueing here, by the way. There are more popular tunes. One of the most popular tunes that was ever told and ever sung, and is still sung a crap ton, especially on this show, is the Kim El Adabal, which is also known as the Red Diamond. I know you've heard that one. Another one is called the Ode to Queen A. Ren. You're crazy if you didn't think I was gonna I was not gonna give Queen A. Ren a little bit of love. And then one called the Plain Meld. So let's talk about the very first one. This is where we're going to kind of break down what the song means a little bit. So Kimal Edabal, this song tells the story of when Akatosh killed Lorcan, ripped his heart out of his chest, and hurled it across Tamriel. The laughing heart proceeded to mock Akatosh and actually spoke these words. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Yes, I just did. The next one is the Ode to Queen Aren. And this is really kind of an interesting one. Queen Aren, as you know, Aren Arana Aldmeri of Somerset and the leader of the Aldmeri Dominion, had a very mysterious disappearance from royalty for a time in Somerset. But she ended up coming back. Really what she was doing, she was trying to become more suited to her people to rule over them. So she did a whole bunch of things. And this song details it, which is pretty cool. Pretty noble what she did, if you ask me. So the song, I ain't going to sing it, but the lyrics read as this. (laughs) She ran from the dresses. She ran from the pomp. She could not right stomach more high high elven wrong. Our future leader sailed from our shores to High Rock, Skyrim, and more. Now what did she do while she was away? She met sword dancers and taught them to sway. Fought bears, ran dungeons, drank mead with the Nords. Not once was she ever bored. 
So upon her return to Somerset, a Wren was met with welcoming arms and suspicious glares, but she claimed the throne and her reign began amidst war with the Ebonheart Pact and the Daggerfall Covenant. I love that story. When we covered Queen Aren in a lore lesson, we told that story in more detail about how her brother was pissed when she came back because he was like, well, where were you? I have the right to the throne now. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. Step off. So anyway, she claimed the throne. Uh, then there's the song called The Plain Meld. This bard song sings of the atrocities of the Daedric Prince Molag Ball, who we all know well. He invaded Tamriel with hordes of Daedra and the Chains of Darkness during the Second Era. And some of the lyrics read as such. Of all the Daedric Princes, there's one with shocking gall. His goal, the domination and enslavement of us all. The god of schemes, the prince of pain, the captain of corruption. He tills the land of Tamriel and sows the seeds of destruction. Fun fact. Some of the most beloved bard songs in all of Elder Scrolls, and particularly in Elder Scrolls Online, were written and performed by the YouTube music sensation by the name of Maluka. She rose to prominence, especially in Elder Scrolls, with her rendition of Skyrim's The Dragonborn Comes. And after hearing this, she was invited by the developers of Elder Scrolls Online to write and perform many of the songs for the game, which are all my freaking favorites. She's an amazing voice. She voices several of the bards in the game that are found in various locations, mostly taverns. She also has an album entitled The Dragonborn Comes, which is available for purchase. No, I'm not plugging her, but I'm plugging her, which is awesome, which contains a collection of eight covers from the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Some of the music originating from the Bard's College in Solitude would live on to become some of the most famous and influential across all of Tamriel. Some of the most notable songs in the fourth era include Ragnar the Red. This is mostly Skyrim. Song of the Dragonborn, The Dragonborn Comes, and The Tale of the Tongues. And the music became extremely popular and often told stories of war and propaganda that were going on at the current time. So in the midst of your play session, some of you may miss the magic that the music can bring to your experience. A lot of people, which we've talked about and have witnessed ourselves, will stop and take the time to listen to the Merry Music Makers of Tamriel because it introduces a very special level of immersion in a lot of people's game. So in my humble opinion, the Ballad of the Bard in Elder Scrolls, especially Elder Scrolls Online, fills me with a sense of lore, a sense of history, and the tangled web of the politics and religion and war that's taking place in the game environment. Without it, to me... The game is just not the same. So take the time to sit, put your character down on a chair, or stand next to the bard, give a slash drink or a slash cheer, and toss a coin at your bard, because they've studied and practiced their craft just for you. That was good. Well, thank you. I like that. Well, thank you. It's the bards. Yeah, yeah man. They're always playing. They are. Playing right now, actually. So there's that. 
Good stuff, man. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. This was the Lord Seekers Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, we hope you take a couple minutes and uh, leave us your review on whatever platform you are listening to us from. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we show you some love with a shout-out right here on the show. First one up is from Lewis from the United States. says, I just listened to your recent episode and absolutely loved it. I plan to listen to all of your older episodes because this content is fantastic and educational for ESO gamers all over the world. Thanks for all you do as this podcast or as, as this will pot I think you meant as this podcast goes perfectly when questing and Tamriel. Lewis, thanks so much. Thank you, sir. That was really cool. Yeah, for sure. You can always call us 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemails or you can email us loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com our physical address is P.O. Box 3665 Terre Haute, Indiana 47803 you can join us at thelordseekerspodcast.com official community and yeah it's ever growing you want to be a part of it you can here's how lordseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild download discord join our discord server and apply by typing slash apply in the apply to guild channel. Special uh, thanks to Family Jewels and Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambience. And don't forget, you can get this show wherever podcasts are free. And for more content, visit loreseekerspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can catch Jibs at JibsIRL. You can find me at loreseekercash. The cash is with a K. But most importantly, follow our show. We are on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast, on Instagram at LoreSeekers, on YouTube at LoreSeekers, and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. There you go, friends. We hope you have a wonderful week in gaming. Stay safe, be awesome, and we'll see you next week with Harrowstorm. We are going to leave you with a song from Maluka. Safe travels, friends. Mm. Take care. A serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway. So